Clarkson on the drive, kicks it out for Mann. Mann, three-pointer, bang! Oh, what a man! Magic down the middle, just what I thought, a hook shot at 12, good! Here's Michael at the foul line, a shot on Elo, good! The Bulls win it! They win it! Now that's a steal by Burr, underneath the D.J. Going up over Bell, Paul away! What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another post-game live, but in this one, the actual game does not mean shit. Just like a lot of this ga these games with the Clippers do not mean shit. It's good to be back on my own platform, and we are now at the halfway point of this Clippers season, the 2022-23 Clippers season, that going into it, we were promised the world, a championship-contending team, a focus like no other, finally some continuity having this, a similar roster for two, three years in a row. Same coach, three years in a row. I went to a, a Paul George and Jerry West preseason little meetup with fans. It's They're both on my channel, and you can see their, their tone, the way they're talking, that this season's going to be different. And you know what? 41 games in, we're 21 and 20, and it's the same old bullshit. I was out here screaming and cussing in game number four game number five if you really want to be specific after the Clippers lost two games after we lost two games to the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma why was I so mad about those games people weren't really looking at the big picture everybody was telling me to look at the big picture but they were not looking at the big picture the reason why I was angry was because I was saying on locked on Clippers and you better subscribe to that by the way that we had the easiest schedule you can imagine in the first 10 games of the season. We truly did. We had the easiest fucking schedule that you could imagine. And we did not take advantage of it. We treated it like it was nothing. And I think that is where this season has gone wrong to start for the Clippers. It's the attitude that they've taken into the season. The constant being asked about, you know, everything and anything by the beat writers. And all they have to say is, you know, hopefully we'll get it right. Nico Batum said, you got to wait till Christmas to start judging everything. Don't expect anything till Christmas. So last year, waiting without our best player the whole season wasn't enough? Waiting? Kawhi was like, oh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a dark tunnel, but after it's going to be filled with light and joy. Where the fuck is the light and joy? Come on, buddy. Is it going to come? And you know what makes things worse is we had to wait all that time for Kawhi and Paul George to play, and they have not been healthy this season, right? But then they come back. Kawhi is starting to look like himself, getting game winners, dropping 30. And Paul George is going to be Paul George. He is going to be the uber-talented, don't know what you're going to get on a given night, a star with superstar talent, but because of his wavering confidence and attitude on a night-to-night -night basis where he falls in love with jumpers, he is just a star. He's not a superstar. And for that reason, he's not a number one. And we all know this at that point, at this point, especially his careless turnovers and crunch times. But Kawhi Leonard, we know, I've, I've been saying it from the beginning of the season, the keys to the season are with him. And, you know, one thing I don't like and I haven't liked this season, and we've seen it for three years or whatever, is the lack of transparency to the fans. You know, when Kawhi was out with that sprained ankle, Paul George was out with that hamstring injury, I believe it was. 
you know, we didn't, they didn't say anything to the fans. And again, fans are paying good money to go see these games. Thankfully for the Clippers, we got the cheapest tickets in the best deal in basketball and one of the cheaper tickets in the league. And fans don't really get ripped off like that. But my God, it's still whack when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George don't play and they're healthy. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's be real. They haven't been fully healthy this season. I can acknowledge that. And I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play. I want to make that very, very clear that I'm not saying that Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to play. I think he wants to play. But I think gone are the days of players saying to organizations, yo, I'm fucking playing tonight and there's nothing you can do about it on some Kobe and Paul Pierce shit. I don't know if there's anything like that anymore. And tr truly, I don't know how much Kawhi seems to care about the regular season because they asked him about it. And even though he says, yeah, I want to get out there. I want to get out there. I want to get out there. He also says, he also said a couple of weeks ago, it's not about the regular season. It's all about the playoffs. You are right. It is all about the playoffs, but you got to get to the playoffs. We, we have this, and I said it on Locked On last night. We have this arrogance that we have been there, done that. And as long as we're healthy in the playoffs, ye, everyone's going to be shaking in their boots at us. No one's fucking scared of the Clippers. No one's ever been scared of the Clippers. And damn sure they're not now when our players do not play frequently enough to build any good habits. And then the worst part about it all is we finally get Kawhi and Paul back. You finally think things are starting to turn. We win a couple games in a row. And by the way, you still got to load manage these guys. You know, we're still load managing John Wall. John Wall, who sat out an entire season. Why does he have to be load managed? And then Kawhi Leonard, yeah, he's going to be load managed because of his knee. And he's obviously coming off an ACL injury. I understand. I understand. And I'm okay with him being load managed. But it's not just load management. The dude played two games in the beginning of the season on the limited minutes coming off the bench. And then he missed like 10 games after. Then he comes back for three games and gets injured for another five or six. It's crazy. He's missed like 24 games already. He's, I think, yeah, he only played 17 games, I believe. 11 and 6 is our record with him. 11 and 6. We played 24 games without the guy. So even if he was to play every other game of the season, that's only 58. And he's not gonna. It would, we'd be lucky to get him over 50 games. And if we do, we still, I mean, I still think we got a chance to finish top three. Like, don't twist my words and say that I'm giving up on this season. I'm not. There's still 41 games to be played. And thankfully, the rest of the West is really mid. Or should I say good, but not great? They're only Denver to me is a great team in the West. And if the Warriors get their act together, they're a great team. The Suns are frauds. The Pelicans and the Grizzlies are still young and a, a step away from the championship. But they definitely look better than us. Anyone looks better than us right now. I mean, this is just ridiculous what's happened. And the, the, the approach of the team, in my opinion, throughout the season is just not of one that cares about the regular season. And it's the same story every year with these Clippers. We saw it at the end of the Lob City tenure, and we've seen it all three years with Kawhi as, where Kawhi has played in these seasons for the Clippers. It's all about let's get to the playoffs healthy in the, and at the expense of the consistency and rhythm that it takes to build good habits on a basketball court to get ready for a playoff run. We were lucky in 2021, and I think that's the, that's the funniest part is – when Kawhi got hurt, it allowed everyone to make an excuse and say, if we had Kawhi, we would have won the championship. And while that could be true, it's something we will never know. And let's be real. It's not like the, we were playing great basketball in terms of, you know, in the playoffs that year. We were down 2 nothing in three straight series. The third one, you can say Kawhi didn't play, so it doesn't count. But the first two series, even with Kawhi, we were down 2 nothing. 
To think that we were just going to trudge our way through every series like that and win a championship was a little far-fetched. Eventually, it was going to catch up to us. At least I think. But because of that injury, it's allowed fans to think that as long as we get to the playoffs, it doesn't matter what seed we are. We're going to be able to roll through everybody. But that's not how it's, this is going to work. You don't just do that. I'm going to keep saying it. But only two teams in the history of basketball have won the championship less than the three seed, lower than the three, the 95 Rockets and the 69 Celtics. And you know what they have in common? They won the fucking championship the year before. They've been there, done that. No team that's never won a championship has this kind of arrogant attitude. Oh, as long as we're healthy, that's all that matters. No, it's not what all that matters. Let's fucking try to work on the chemistry of this team and build habits. And you know what's hurting it? Even when we are healthy, and the thing is because our players, it's so rare to see Kawhi and Paul on the court, every single game that they play feels like a must win. But the thing is, it's not going to work out that way because when Kawhi and Paul get back in, it makes certain guys play less, certain guys get moved to the bench. Everybody's got to get adjusted to their new role. And that's exactly what, what Kenny Smith said on the TNT telecast last night, and he was spot on. Everybody's roles just get changed night to night. What we need is a set rotation when Kawhi and Paul, when everyone's healthy, and then when one of them's out, we have a rotation to go to, and then when both of them are out, we know what we're doing as well. But right now, it's just throwing shit to the wall and hoping it sticks game to game. And every single game, Ty says the same thing, like, oh, we're just, we're just tinkering. We're just seeing what works, just trying different things out. As if this roster was completely new this season. We added one new player, two actually, Moses Brown and John Wall. Everyone else has played with each other. I mean, Norman Powell barely played last season, and Kawhi hasn't played with Robert Covington. But overall, everyone has played and spent time with each other. So the fact that we're acting like we're a brand new team, is ridiculous. Now, I get it. We haven't had the continuity on the court this season to build those habits. I understand. But the the, the kind of the approach of like, let's, let's figure it out now. It's not about let's wait, wait, wait. You know, every single Clipper fan that's been on the optimistic side, and there's a huge like civil war on Twitter and stuff about it. Um, and listen, I don't even consider myself the most negative of the negative. We got a lot of people saying fire Ty Lue, and I think he's been shitty this season. I'm going to get to that in a second. But we sh I don't think we should fire Ty Lue until the season ends and we see what happens. Trade certain guys. I'm not even saying that. I think we got a great roster that's not used – that's not being used properly right now. We have to use certain guys differently. For example, this, this is what I mean about the must-win situation thing. It's not – it's normal that Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers are going to lose games when they're healthy – because they're not used to playing with each other that much, um, period, right? So if they lose games to certain teams, that's okay. But the problem is they play so little together that every time they play, it feels like a must win. And then you have these games like tonight against Minnesota that I don't even want to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. We learn nothing new from this team. It's just the same group of guys that have been worked like dogs for three years, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, and Zubats, trying to carry us to another win. And then Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard doing their thing and trying hard as they usually do. And Luke Kennard got hurt tonight, by the way. Just another thing to add to our misery. But it's unacceptable, the attitude of the team. Now, am I blaming Ty Lue for Kawhi not playing and Paul George not playing? I'm not. Am I blaming them for not playing? I'm not. The medical staff seems to be the one that's calling all the shots, right? And I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a doctor and I know what's going on back there. But it's very evident that these guys aren't hurt every game because they, the Ty Lue himself says it's precautionary. It's just rest. We just want to make sure he's all good. Don't want to risk it. They say this. 
teams are very outward with the fact that when they rest guys in today's day and age, it's not always that they're injured or sore. It's precautionary. CJ McCollum and JJ Baby Dick went on first take and said that there are precautionary uh, rest days that they schedule it before the season and they're op, you know, audible. They're open to having audibles and switching those during the season, but they have given rest days. We have taken it way too far. It's come at the expense of our chemistry. Uh, you know what? If they play and they get injured on the court, it is what it is. That's fucking basketball. That happens. This way. Oh, but would you rather than play and get hurt? At this point, yes. At this point, yes, because at least I know they're fucking trying out there. This is unacceptable. This is not fair to the fans that you have put invested energy into. Like, am I supposed to just have sterling expectations in the Bomber era? Am I supposed to just expect nothing? Because it seems like when I do, that's when I'm happiest as a fan. Every time I try to do this, every fucking time I try to actually expect something from this team, from this franchise, no matter what iteration it is, they always let me the fuck down. If you go back to my 2021 season, I was negative the whole year and I got rewarded for that. I hate that it's that way. I was positive the entire beginning of the season. My stupid ass said 60 wins. I sound like a fucking idiot. It's a joke. You know, and just tinkering tie and oh, experimenting. Exp How many fucking years have I heard those words? It's time to get it right. Ty Lue has is given all these wing players, all these fucking wing players that we Jerry West emphasized in that in that sit down uh, meeting that Clipper fans have with him or whatever that talk, talking to fans. He said we have all these wing players. We have not been using them this season. Robert Covington has had like twenty DNPs. Terrence Mann gets less minutes than Reggie Morris and John Wall. We played three guards at once on multiple occasions with everyone healthy. That's basketball malpractice. And that's not just the Clippers. That's every team around the league. Did we not watch the Nets Celtics series last year and see how they got played off the floor with their small guards? So when Kennard and Reggie and John and Norman are out there all at once, that's suicide. What happened to having a defensive first lens? What happened to the defense first mindset this team was supposed to hold themselves to? That's non-existent when Ty plays lineups like that. So Ty gets no excuse. And there's been a lot of duds this season, a lot of performances that they haven't come out and motivated. So uh, do I think Ty Lue's a bad coach? No, I don't. Do I want him fired? No, I don't. He deserves the rest of the season to get it right. But in the first half of the season, he's been dog shit. He's had Glenn Rivers tendencies. Small ball with three guards and no center on the back line protecting the rim. And he plays those kind of lineups. So that's bullshit, and that's given us three straight losses. Like, it was a factor in the Celtics game, it was a factor in the Pacers game, and it was also a factor in the Miami game, where he doesn't like playing Terrence Mann, who literally does everything for us. And by the way, if you're watching this, anybody that's related to Terrence Mann, God damn it, I love that fucking guy. He's my favorite player on this team because he gives his fucking all and doesn't get rewarded at all. And he still plays his ass off. And obviously he did the business for us when it mattered most. So Terrence Mann... One day, we're going to get this man on Dime Dropper. I already know it. But fuck the rest of the team. Reggie Jackson, man, I love him to death. I truly love him. But he needs to just be a vibes guy now, like cheerleader status. Because his defense isn't good enough. And his, like, his intangibles aren't good enough. He doesn't work hard enough for me. And the thing is, he's getting older. He, I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate what we saw in 2021. He's had two years since then. And he's had to play so many minutes in such important moments for the Clippers. It's like we've asked so much of him. He's been a loyal soldier. I think it's time now to just say we got better players and have the tough conversation and sit his ass down. And he'll be great for vibes on the bench because we have way too many good players to play. Amir Coffey, even Brandon Boston at this point, I'd rather have played than Reggie. 
And look, for anyone saying we need a point guard, Reggie doesn't do much. He runs a couple pick and rolls a game, and he's not even that good at creating shots for the other for others on the team. He's not. So I think Reggie needs to sit. I think Marcus Morris needs to have his minutes really reduced. I still am okay with him starting, but if it were up to me, I would have John Wall, Kawhi, Paul George, Nico Batum, and Zoo starting. And then off the bench, we go with Kennard, Norman Powell, Marcus Morris, uh, Robert Covington, and Terrence. Small ball fives with three wing players, with Senior, with Terrence, and with Rocco. And we got Luke and Norman, so nobody under 6'4". That would be my approach. Take Reggie out of the rotation entirely. That's my opinion. I love Reggie, though. I mean, anyways, that's I mean, I mean, that's basically all I got. The approach from this team is extremely arrogant, that they think they can just get to the playoffs and it doesn't matter what seed we are. That's total bullshit. The regular season is used to build habits for these moments. And we have neglected the regular season for far too long. After that 3-1 choke we had against Houston in 2015, every single season after that has been on the side of precaution, resting our injury-prone stars, whether it be Chris Blake, Kawhi or Paul, and we never get a top two seed or a top three seed, and we never make it to the finals. I wonder fucking why. Maybe because we don't play well enough in the regular. I always say this. Your record reflects how good you are. Because when teams are injured and their record is bad because of that, well, that means you haven't had your players healthy. So how are you better than a team with their players healthy? If they're healthy, oh, if they were healthy. If Schmidt, they were never healthy. And by the way, to end it off on this recent on the recent events, we go out on national television and get embarrassed like that by Denver? against another Western Conference power and everyone's getting excited to watch the game, Shaq before the game is saying, I'm excited to see Kawhi and Paul play. You know these guys aren't watching every game. They're excited to see Kawhi and Paul on national TV. They're, you know, in front of the world and we fucking play like that? Not even looking like we give a shit? Now, I know Kawhi Leonard is not, I can't ask for him to be like this emotional leader. He's not. He's a stoic guy. I think he talks more than people think, but he's not really like a true, he's a lead by example guy. Paul George, he's too wishy-washy with his own performance and his confidence to be a leader like that. I mean, I, I know he's a leader in the locker room, but when we're talking championship level, we're trying to – like, that's what I'm trying to say to everybody. Like, Reggie Jackson's good if we want a 42-win season and we want to do all that. Championship is a standard that we Clipper fans are foreign to. We're virgins to this. So we need to see different tendencies. That's why I wanted to see us come out in the start of the season and take names and come out eight and two and take advantage of those shitty teams before anyone else can get rhythm. But no, we want to say, oh, it's just the beginning of the season. And now we have tougher games and now we're seeing the consequences of that. They're not serious. I would love to have 52 wins. In order to do that, we need to go 31 and 10 the rest of the season. 31 and 10. Can we do that? I think we can. Will we? Fuck no, probably not. And I want to be wrong. It feels like every single time I, I do one of these rants, I'm always I always end up being I get rewarded for it. It's like it's like weird this jinx with the Clippers. Every time I get all negative like this, they come back and give me something to be cheerful about. And the next game, I'm gonna be there on Sunday against Atlanta, cheering my heart out. You'll get a vlog for that. And man, they need some loud fans in the building to get their asses back on track. But I'm really disappointed from what I'm seeing from Ty Lu, from the medical staff and their overly cautious approach. And how do I know the medical staff is good at their jobs? Everyone's saying don't question them. What the fuck have they done to have us trust them? And I'm not saying it's just Jason. Like, I don't know everything goes behind the scenes. But all I know is the Clippers don't have a resume with injuries that say, trust us. We are so good at what we do. How the fuck am I supposed to know when I'm not behind the scenes? What I see is that 
Every single star in the league sits on back-to-backs, but ours, we're the poster boys for this shit. We are the poster boys. When people think of load management, they think of the Clippers. And I know that's because of Kawhi and whatnot, but it goes deeper than Kawhi. It's like you sat out, you waved the white flag, which we've literally done more than win this season, it feels like, damn near. We waved the white flag on De- in Denver, didn't play Kawhi Leonard and Paul George the entire second half, knowing they're not going to play against Minnesota the next day. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you, and Kawhi was even mad about it. And that actually, I fuck with that. Kawhi was even mad about it, which is a direct shot to Ty Lue in ways saying that I, I think we should be able to, you know, make up for it. We played like ass. We should be able to fight through it. I think Kawhi wants to play. How badly he cares about losing regular season games, I question for sure. I do. But without with Kawhi playing, there's less regular season games lost. Now, right now, Paul George in the last game against Denver, he played like shit. So I don't mind that he didn't play against Minnesota tonight. I don't. But Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, right now, I hope, I hope Paul George's injury is not that serious. I really do. The hamstring injury. And I don't think it is considering they tried to give him a go last night. Kawhi's healthy, which is great. I hope Luke Kennard's okay. But right now, we are, we've been worse in terms of health. Right now, we're pretty good right now in terms of health. We need to put this shit together and start prioritizing wins. You know how many times I have to hear the phrase, we're just going to punt it tonight? I'm just going to say this, man. Lob City may have been its headaches. Lob City may have been chokers and have all these unlikable tendencies. But through an 82-game season, not playoffs, through an 82-game season, they were way more fun than this. Way more fun. They at least tried to play every game and they were injury prone, but they were injured, giving it their all for this, for the red, white, and blue. Not like this. And Blake and Chris cared so much. They care. I don't care what anyone says about Chris and Blake. Now, when they were here, they cared so much and it just didn't happen for them. It just wasn't a championship team. That's the difference. I think the Lob city just wasn't a championship team. If you look at the way they were constructed, we were not a championship team. We were a conference finals team. That was our ceiling. And we didn't even accomplish that. This team is a championship roster. I truly believe it is. But let's read the comments real quick before you shut it down. Wispy Arsonist says, I'm not watching anymore unless they make some trades. I feel you. Crypto Mike says, bro, this team is ass. I don't know what the hell's going on. Bunit Shima. These are new names. I've never seen you guys before, but shout out to all you. He says, only one game over 500 at this point in the season is horrible. I agree. My boy, my cousin Amir. Bunit Shima says, the team looks disconnected. The communication is horrible. Crooktown P says, what's good, Dime Dropper? I agree. We need some answers. Yes, he didn't play again. Andrew M says, quit Leonard. I'm not going to say that because he's not quitting in my opinion. Wispy Arsonist says, bro, didn't play the second half last game and didn't play today. I'm not watching them. The changes are made. I don't blame you. My cousin says, at least you didn't lose to the fakers. My answer to that is, who cares? Bunit Shima says, Lakers only one more loss than the Clippers. Right. That's sad. Cameron Haseli says, after 41 games, we are 21 and 20. Last season, we are 20 and 21 at this point. Very concerning. You are right. It is very concerning. And that's embarrassing. Bunit Shima says, I'm sorry, bro. Reggie and Mook aren't starters in 2023. And you know what? You'd probably be right. Jordan Francis, what's up, man? Says, hey, dime dropper. Matthias Pandolfi says, man, another two poor loss. Come on, man. I agree. Wispy Arsenis says, it's bad that I low-key think they should blow it up. I'm not going to say things like that until after the season. EX2B8 says, how much blame do you put on Balmer? None. Although he needs to start saying, you know what? You motherfuckers better get this act together. I'm firing people straight up, you know, straight up. 
on the blow it up and start rebuilding, guys, let's settle down. Let's get to the playoffs, and if we lose, then we'll talk about it. Bunit Shima says, Clippers need to try a way to get Siakam out of Toronto. Okay, Toronto's not going to trade Pascal. Mateus Pandolfi says, Lou, stop this load management. Fire Ty Lue. I don't, I don't believe in that until the season's over. He takes a while to make adjustments, but he eventually does tend to make them. Crypto Mike says, it's ridiculous. I don't know who makes the decisions on who plays or not. I can't see how PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard are the ones to make. It's not. It's the medical staff. Bunit says, the season's flying by. Time is running out. I agree. Mateo says, I can't trust this team. I agree with that too. Crypto Mike agrees with me and says, I rather accept the injuries that happen on the floor than players not playing due to load management. I totally agree. Except for Kawhi on back-to-backs. That's fine. Bunit says, the defense has fell off the last couple of weeks. You know what it is? We're just playing better teams. Our defense was never that great. That was, those numbers were fool's gold. The eye test never backed that up to me. I appreciate you, Jordan Francis. Okay, not not Blake Griffin back. I'm not even going to answer that. Mateos Pandolfi says, this small ball's not working. We needed a solid backup center. I feel you. We got to. Jordan Francis says, you will get 4,000 subscribers soon. Just keep doing your thing and you'll get a huge support. I really appreciate that. Bunit Shima says, we don't need a true point guard. We just need a backup center. I feel you on that. Spencer says, my boy Spence was good. Said John Wall should have started a long time ago, but people want him traded. We got to ignore the outside noise with that. I agree with you that John should start. Bunit Shima says, I think the Clippers package one of the guards in a trade. We got too much of them, especially off the bench. I agree with that. But again, I think we could just bench them and solve our problems that way in terms of uh, Reggie. Crypto Mike also says John Wall needs to start. Spencer says, you play like this when there's no habits and consistency made. Mateos Pandolfi says, today I felt sorry for Zubats. Yeah, I feel bad for Zu too. He's been working his ass off all year. Danny from LA is still trying to recruit me to Laker fans, man. It's not going to happen, even though the Lakers are playing better lately. The Clippers are not going to get Siakam, Bunit. One thing that is the good news, though, I will say, and Bunit is right, the Clippers got the most back-to-backs out of the way. Only have two from now until March, so that's a good sign. That guy, Spencer, says the medical staff is trash. I have family in the medical field. This isn't normal for athletes. I totally agree. Bunit says they need to shut PG down for a week. I don't know about that. It depends. It all depends on how, how bad his hamstring is. Spencer says guys need to play screw health. If the old guys complain from every Nick, that's why they, we, yeah, we can never see greatness. I feel you on that, man. I don't cry for sports anymore, believe it or not. Uh, Bunit Shima, to answer that question. Spencer says only years I think we could have won with Lob City was 2012. No way we were going to win our first year together, bro. Blake Griffin had no post game or like he couldn't score in the half court like that. Mateo says, we urgently need to change our mentality or we'll once again end up without a title. Luca, what's up, Luca? He says, trade for D'Lo. Thoughts? I mean, what are we giving up there? And I don't, I, I, I really like D'Angelo Russell, but I think, and it's an upgrade over Reggie, obviously, but I think he also, like, I don't trust his attitude and, and effort on a game-to-game basis at the highest level. Like, the thing is, we're trying to get to a championship level, you know? And shit. <laughs> I did not. Spencer asked, did you hear about Boogie and the Lakers? I've been saying we need a shakeup and he's a shakeup guy, but he's not good at def- defense. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know about Boogie. I don't. I think he's past it. Stanley Obang says Kawhi load managed too much. He'd be playing back-to-back games. Amir Ahmad, Ahmad, Amir Ahmad says Ty Lue medical staff has caused frustration within the team. Phil. Mateos Pandolfi says, I know they want to make them healthy for the playoffs, but they have to play to get rhythm and chemistry. Absolutely. 
Dark Master 23 says, on a side note, I miss the old Clippers court in your background. Absolutely, don't we all? Uh, Amir says, Amir Coffee needs more PT also. I agree. Carlos Medina says, final score tonight. Doesn't matter. We lost by like 20. Amir Ahmad says, Mason Plumley is serviceable. Yeah, I agree with that off the bench. Jordan Francis answers your question. 115 to 128, Timberwolves win. NBA says, how the fuck Kawhi and PG not play today when they only played the first half? No, not trade them. Easy 06 says, is Kawhi still the player we know and love? I really think he is. I really think he is, but he needs to play. And the, and the organization needs to stop treating him like he's a fucking, you know, cripple. Fred, Fred Cast Sheet says, bro, you're doing an excellent job venting frustration. I feel better with you going off. Hey, I appreciate you. Not Crook Down P says, what's good, Amir? Salute. Expect to see Kawhi. Bunit Shima says, expect to see Kawhi and PG for most of the second half of the season. It can get going quick. Trust me, not many back-to-backs. Hey, guys, that's going to be it for me tonight, guys. I wanted to make this video shorter so more people can watch it, more unique subscribe, unique viewers. Make sure, please, please, to comment on this video the second I end it for the algorithm so more Clipper fans can see it and we can keep building, man. I'm trying to get out of this 3,000 subscriber mud. We need to get back to, we need to get to 4K and shit. I don't think we should add a third star, Spencer. I think we need to maximize the supporting cast around these guys this year. Why is Rocco out of the rotation? Listen to previous episodes, Amir. He's just not been favored. Simple as. NBA says you don't want to trade them, even if they produce no results this year. Let's talk about that once they the season's over. Darkmaster23 says, I haven't seen much of the Clippers. Has Kawhi played well lately? Yes, he has. All right, that's it for me tonight, guys. Remember to comment on this video immediately after it's done. Peace out, and have a good night. Have a great weekend. I'll be back on Sunday live at the Stable Center. Check that vlog out. Remember to comment for the algorithms. You already know how we do it.